My name's Abigail Rosaru and I am from Britain. My parents are from Nigeria. I am an athlete and I also run a business, Manchester Tutors, which I set up maybe two or three years ago now. It's basically us sending out tutors into homes and schools and academies and organisations across Manchester. Uh, I do it because I love the positive reports of being able to just um, improve people's grades and not just grades but also their confidence levels. So if somebody, if a parent or a student can say that they now feel more confident in that subject and in themselves, that is just so empowering and I guess that also stems from my life as an athlete as well because I'm all about trying to empower myself and empower others to be their best. Hello and welcome to Daughter Shine. I'm Monique Thomas and with the help of some special friends, this podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to live the life you're made for. Against the grain of the pressures to be perfect and have it all together, I'm interviewing women who have found purpose and strength on the other side of some of their greatest challenges and weaknesses. I hope their stories inspire and empower you to face the challenges in your own life and to allow the light of God's glory to shine through you more powerfully than ever. Ladies, I want you to know that your shining is not dependent upon your circumstances, nor is it dependent upon the opinions of others. We've been given the power to shine whenever and wherever we are. How you doing, ladies? This week's episode features our interview with British long jumper Abigail Orozaru. And you heard a little bit of her interview at the start of the podcast. We had the privilege of catching up with her back in June. And since then, she has become the British champion. Just incredible. We're so excited for her. Right now, Abigail is in Idaho competing at the World Championships. It's her first time competing on a global level. And so we just want you to be praying her up. Send her some messages on her socials. Let her know you've got her back. It's a really significant time in her career. And hopefully this interview will give you a little bit more background as to exactly why that is. When I was eight years old, I made the choice that I wanted to become a lawyer. And the reason was because in African or especially Nigerian households, you have the choice of doctor, lawyer or engineer. Um, doctor, I was like, I'm not a fan of that. I don't, I don't like blood really. I don't think I want to cut into people. And I was like, lawyer, I can, I'm feeling that. I want to help people get justice. So I went to university. I studied law at UCL, University College London. Um, and that was, that was incredible. It was an incredible experience. But I think just life and I guess God and you get thrown into this whole other lifestyle that you never would have expected. So for me, it was athletics. I've always had a background in activities and sports and things and when I was 15 I got involved in athletics and it became like a passion that kind of just took over a lot of things in my life so I went from doing it maybe one day a week to two days a week and suddenly it was like every single day or like six days a week training no training on a Sunday because that would always be church and family day always and it still remains to, to this day when I was 18 and I had my interview for UCL. It was literally one of the best universities. I really wanted to go there. And the question was, um, in my interview, what would happen if there's a tug of war, let's say, between athletics and law? Like, are you truly passionate about law? And I was like, yes, 100%. Athletics would never override law. I've wanted to do law for forever. I've only just started athletics. And then fast forward like eight or nine months down the line, and 
I'm t it's Freshers Fortnight and two weeks after that I'm flying off to India to compete at the Commonwealth Youth Games for two weeks. So that was kind of just an example of how you really can't control it and um, for me I'm so passionate about it. I think that does take over everything and I believe in just following that passion wholeheartedly. So I did take a step back from athletics in 2016 when I ruptured my Achilles. It was um, my third surgery. It was a heartbreaking moment because I missed a second Olympic Games and I, I kind of felt like God was saying, it, it's enough, just put it down. And so that was me really, truly retired, like stepped away from the sport because I thought that was, my time was done. But then I felt again compelled to come back to that two years later because it wasn't done and there's unfinished business and I can pick up law two or three or four years down the line. People go into law when they're 30, 40, 50, but there's only so long that your body physically can do what I have to put it through to be the best in Britain and you know Europe and the world. So it, for me, it makes sense to, to, to compete whilst I can. Authenticity means um, being the, who you are. I think it's really, it, I, I don't know, it, that's what it is, isn't it, really? It's being you, it's being who God has created you to be. And I think sometimes people can't be themselves, be you, because they are so influenced by everything around them. And they've never maybe taken that moment to just meditate on the word or pray or just take a moment to just be in themselves. Um, I love my alone time. I love to be able to just reflect. I love to, to have a moment in the morning. Even this morning I was on my way to, I also, as well as running Manchester Tutors, I also do a little bit of homeschooling. So at the before I stepped into the room to homeschool, I just took five minutes in my car to just pause, lowered the music and just just sat and just looked around and just relaxed and I think that's me being authentic. I can't carry my authentic self into situations if I don't know who I am and if I'm not in touch with myself because I'm carrying maybe the pressures of the world or the pressures of expectation of other people and I think definitely I've been that way in the past and definitely it's so easy to creep into that way where you're not your authentic self. Um, you can always fall back into that but it's just reminding yourself and I think as Christians, as a Christian, for me, being authentic is living up to who God, or living the life that God wants me to live. And I think we can only know that if we spend time with God. So being authentic is being true to me, based on who the Creator has called me to be. Me as a person, I am quite like a dominant, I'm quite a, I'm happy to, to have my say and to put my foot foot down on certain situations so I mean even leading up to the two, to 2016 the Olympic Games where I finally you know did that retirement for a short while my mum would still be going oh when are you going to retire that was like the first question that would always be out of my mum's my lips so when it came to it I was just like oh well mum's had her way finally and, and that's not that comes from a place of love for me she didn't want me to go through the pain of injury she'd seen it all she's seen me go through that just the whole sadness of having to to fail time and again because of injuries because of non-selection, because of underperformance. And so she was actually speaking from a place of love and I think that is what a lot of people do in your life. They're speaking from a place of love. They don't want you to be in pain. You have to see that and say, okay, that's from a place of love. You still love me even though you're not really speaking what God is saying to me. Because sometimes they're not really speaking God's word. They're just speaking that fear. And so we have to, I, I you know, I speak scriptures over my life, you know, um, 
I, I say I speak scriptures and suddenly they're not coming, but you know, the one about fear and love, you know, love is greater than fear. And so we, I can't walk in fear. And I think that's the tug of war, understanding that if I choose fear, then I'm really not choosing to walk God's path. And, and that, that like shocks my spirit sometimes. I'm just like, okay, am I, am I really doing, am I, am I fulfilling my highest purpose really? Am I, am I doing myself justice? Will I look back on this now and be like, oh, I regretted, I regretted not taking that step. And I think it's, it's just that understanding that they're speaking out of love. People, my mum, they're the people that are speaking out of fear, they're speaking out of love for me. Um, a sense of protection, but at the same time, I need to be powerful enough or understand that God is powerful enough to take me through whatever situation, even if even if at the moment you may be obsessing other people, they'll understand. And now my mum is so weird, you know, she'll be like, so how was that competition? And you know, she's praying for me. And I know that it hurts her to kind of do that because I know that she might be expecting the worst maybe, or I don't really know these things, but it's kind of from the past patterns. But that's brave of my mum to even do that. And I think that's another thing. I've got an amazing example in my mum of courage. Even if it's a different type of courage, it's still courage. And so for me, I can carry that. And that's important for me. Um, I remember, you know, we've got social media. So you've got Instagram, you've got Twitter, you've got that Facebook, you've got all of these channels, LinkedIn. There's so many, you can't even keep up. And I think for one, it's making sure that I am showing my whole self as much as possible. So on some days I'm showing, oh, Greece, I was in Greece last week. Oh, Greece is amazing. The weather's great. But then sometimes I have to stop myself and remind myself, actually, some people think that this is my whole life. This is everything. And my contribution to the world is just making them aware that, hi guys, this is my highlight reel. This is my highlight reel. This is not the, the full picture. Life can, you can definitely have good long periods of good, happy, joyous moments. But yeah, there's still some struggles. And just so that, and especially to young girls, um, I think I, I've got a heart for that, for, for supporting them and helping them believe in themselves and helping them to value themselves. Or even like thinking about it, it would make me upset. You know, you know the situations that young girls get themselves into because they first and foremost don't know who's who they are or whose they are. And uh, you know what I mean by that? They don't know that they are, you know, loved by God, that they are cherished, that they are, you know, made to be. Uh, unique contributors to the world so my contribution will be to just help them to be able to value themselves because it just makes me really upset when I think of the things and, and the situations that young girls get themselves into you know even small things like and this is something that I'm conscious of my body physically oh you know you get you look like a man or you, you're muscular and I know girls are put off sport for those reasons so helping girls to value themselves and not just see themselves as piece of me or or a body but more than that like you're a mind you're you're a spirit you, you're you're so much more in an imperfect world and I'm far from perfect and I think that sometimes that stops me from going to competitions because I don't feel like I'm 100% ready to compete or it it leads me to kind of self-sabotaging self a little bit. So if I don't feel like I'm 100% ready, then I'm like, just foot completely off the brakes. I'm not, if I'm not 100% ready, then I don't need to prepare at all. I might as well just um, pray and trust that God will, will have it for me. And that sometimes works, like GCSEs that works, and A-levels, but it doesn't quite work at university, and it doesn't quite work when you try to play with the big girls at a world-class level in athletics. So I've had to like shift that mindset, and sometimes, this idea of like perfection and trying to control every single situation manifests itself um, subconsciously or I don't know what, but it, it means that I'm kind of 
not able to perform at the best of my ability even when I know that it's in the tank because of that fear and I've just kind of got this constant niggling in my head like oh you're not perfect oh it's not good enough and it, there it is there it is like you've nailed it it's, I've just nailed it there sorry in my thought process you're not good enough you're not you're not good enough you're not perfect so you're not good enough and so for me especially this year and especially coming back and competing at the Europeans that was probably a prime example of where I was far from ready, the situation was far from perfect, but it just allowed God to really step in. And it was like a situation where I was like, oh, okay, thanks for reminding me, God, that you're in control. Because I literally, ha, I, 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 I can't do anything right now. I was competing at the European Championships, representing Great Britain for the first time since 2012, uh, first time indoors since uh, 2015 selection and unfortunately I managed to hurt my hamstring and so I went to, to the Europeans and they diagnosed a strained hamstring and it was still strained and I was supposed to compete in four days. So we are here having to deal with this situation in my first um, GB champs, a big champs, which should be an incredible, exciting moment for me. And I was stuck in my room, um, working with the doctors and the physios, going into the hospitals, and just so many different things. And I was supposed to perform. And thankfully, there was um, an organisation called Christians in Sport. Uh, this woman called Jules, she's absolutely wonderful. She prayed with me and read a Bible verse with me. And actually, that in that moment, I had so much clarity and I just felt at peace that God was going to protect my body because the fear was, oh, I, not just that I would underperform, but that I might hurt myself and then that would sabotage or that would impact negatively on my outdoor season. So it's kind of like, am I really going to do this? And I really did feel like just so much peace. Yeah, you can do this. So I cried it out with Jules and it was great and that was fine. But then I was able to go and perform. And out of the three British long jumpers, uh, female long jumpers that went there, despite what was going on, I was the only one that made the final. And I know 100% in that imperfect situation, that had nothing to do with me. Like I was literally, I got through by the skin of my teeth. And I, it's all to God. And you know when people say that, you just like, oh, that's a bit cheesy sometimes. But really, the whole situation, when you look at it, I was just like, that, how, how was that possible? for such a victory to occur. Um, and so that just kind of taught me, again, reminded me of the fact that you don't need things to be perfect for you to be able to move forwards. Because with God, he, he ch shows you again and again, like with Gideon, you, oh, you, you can't have all these thousands of men, you can only have 300 men. And there's situations like that all the time where you feel weak, but that's when God just his strength just rises and just allows us to be elevated. There's this um, uh, hurdler from Trinidad called Mikel and he, he's, his is uh, the persistent pursuit of progress um, and I think that that's what success is for me because I realized it's actually not a destination it's a journey and I feel like if I thought it success was a journey that's probably been in the past and that's what's um, made me feel you know down and out and not good enough but if I can feel like oh if I'm taking a step each day then that's me being successful even so much as I wake up in the morning and I have this one thing that I need to do and if, I, if we can complete that that's a victory it doesn't matter whatever else is on the to-do list if let's just complete this one thing and sometimes you have a great day and you complete more than one thing but I think we can just overwhelm ourselves by just putting so much um, pressure on ourselves to achieve this by 30 by, by 40 by 25 by 21 
one, you know, I should be married, I should have children, I should have all of these things. And success to me is just being able to keep keep going and, and, and keep walking and trusting that you're, you're on this right path. And if you do kind of fall by, fall by the wayside a little bit, just picking yourself up and knowing that you can keep going forwards. Ha <laughs>